The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity FM. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. And thanks so much to all of our listeners for joining us in here today. We're uh, really glad that you're listening, and I'm loving getting your comments on Facebook and by email. Thank you so much for participating. It's great. Uh, we're getting a little community going here with Spirit of Recovery, and that's wonderful. Uh, be sure to post on our wall. There's always a new discussion thread about this week's topic. It's already up, so I welcome your comments on that. And thanks also uh, for letting your friends and your people that you know in your recovery community and in your unity community and your other uh spiritual communities know about Spirit of Recovery. Uh, I'm very excited to be broadcasting on this topic on Unity FM, and uh, again, it's great that you're listening today, and I'm so glad uh, that what our guests are sharing with you is touching your heart and opening your mind and supporting recovery. Every week, we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down-to-earth, knowledgeable, and innovative, with people who are in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people. We bring you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that gets you thinking. The Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place, and so if you're a person in recovery from any kind of an addiction, if you're a family member or a friend of, or just someone that... Uh, wants to know more about the process of recovery, we welcome you. We welcome you to participate in our discussions. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I am your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister, and I'm trained in addiction counseling. Also, I'm a person who has in my circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And almost 30 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. Ever since then, my walk has been an integration of unity and recovery principles. And it's a walk that keeps transforming my life in rich ways and really keeps me growing. So I'm very grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and also to hear what you're experiencing on your spirituality and recovery walk. On every show, we give away a recovery book that's donated by the nonprofit Hazelden Foundation, and uh, they're at Hazelden, H-A-Z-E-L-D-E-N.org, if you're interested in learning about them. And so a big thank you to Hazelden Foundation uh, for donating our books. And today's book that we're giving away is called Straight Talk, What Recovering Parents Should Tell Their Kids About Drugs and Alcohol. And it's by Claudia Black. Um, and also in the book, we put a beautiful bookmark by the Unity author and photographer Barbara Bergen, which has a, an inspirational word and a beautiful photograph on it. So you get the bookmark and the book. All you need to do is call into the studio on our uh, studio line, which should be on your computer and also uh, is announced. Or you can email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm right now or during the segment part of second segment of our show and we'll put your name in the drawing you don't have to have a question or comment we'll just put your name in and we'll do a drawing and uh, maybe you could be the winner of this book today be assured that we keep your information confidential and, and you won't be on the air unless you want to ask a question or make a comment 
So today we're talking about the topic of holy body, holy well. We're talking about the relationship between brain health and recovery from addiction and spirituality. And joining me today is my guest, Dr. Suka Chapel, Ph.D. and R.N. She's the director of Arise Alcohol Recovery Treatment Center and Wings Mountain Aftercare Center. These are located in western North Carolina in the greater Asheville area. And Dr. Chapel has been an R.N. for 36 years, specializing in the fields of mental health, criminal justice, and drug dependency. She's also a master practitioner of neurolinguistics and the emotional freedom techniques. And she's also an ordained minister from the Light of Christ Seminary in Oklahoma. And she holds an MA in theology and a PhD in spiritual science and metaphysics from the National Christian University in Missouri. And she's a member of the Unity Center of Mills River in Western North Carolina and also a member of the board of directors of that ministry. So, welcome to our show today, Suka. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Well, thank you, Anna. I'm delighted to be able to to share whatever might be of use to people. Great. And uh, I know that you've got a, a real innovative approach to addiction treatment. It's a holistic approach and that you combine uh, holistic or non-traditional methods as well as uh, traditional treatment approaches. And I know that that is going to be of a lot of interest to our audience, um, certainly in the uh, world of treatment, uh, recovery and the treatment world and addiction treatment Everybody's always trying to find out what's going to work better. Uh, definitely, there's a lot of research and a lot of interest in that field of people trying to do what's going to be the best for clients and what's going to really support people's recovery. And I know, uh, Suka, that you have worked in the fields of mental health and drug dependency for many years. Uh, tell us a little bit about how your experiences uh, in the field got you interested in a holistic approach to treatment. Well, I, I think I've always been holistic personally in my, in my own life. Um, always seemed to be on the cutting edge or the leading edge and, and um, looking for better ways of doing things. The you know, as you know, the uh, recovery rate, as as the National Institute of Health and uh, and all of the researchers point out, in the year two thousand nine, two thousand nine, um, we only have an eighteen point two percent recovery rate, which translates to a over twenty percent failure rate. And in this, um, this is is has always been very upsetting to me, and so always looking for. For other ways, what's the missing link? What's what's the problem? And um, so I was fortunate enough to be led in the direction that that uh, seemed to show the answer about 20 years ago. And then um, at that time, I was not working in this particular field. But in the last few years, being just being so frustrated with that with that poor recovery rate. I reinvestigated what um, I had been connected with in the years prior and found out that over the last 30 years, there's been just tremendous strides through the understanding of neuroscience and um, nutrotherapy such that people who are following um, programs based on that, we're getting an 80% recovery rate. So obviously it was time to switch from traditional to non-traditional and from what wasn't working to what was. Mm-hmm. Right. So there is a lot of research now that, that really points to the importance of brain chemistry as a big factor. Could you tell us a little bit about about that, about what's being found out about brain chemistry and addiction and recovery? Well, yes. When, um, when there is alcoholism in a family and children are born, some of them, and there's no way to, to, there's no percentage, some of those children will have what what some physicians are calling as a reward deficiency syndrome, or RDS. And, and simply put, what that means is one of the neurotransmitters or more 
in in uh, in the brain chemistry is not producing as much, and specifically the dopamine, which is the which is the um, makes us feel good and makes us go and gives us energy and gives us that 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 really good feeling. These people are born being incapable of producing what, and I use the word normal, meaning those who don't have it, mm-hmm. they don't produce as much dopamine, and therefore um, they, they always feel different. Um, mm-hmm. These children, they talk to almost every alcoholic, and they will say, I always felt different. And, mm-hmm. and the truth is, they were absolutely right. They um, had this dopamine deficiency. And what that means is, for example, that um, somebody who does not have that deficiency might step outside on a beautiful fall day and and feel the warmth and the see the colors on the trees and and the sun shining and the birds singing and they get this really wonderful feeling of gee, isn't this a, a great day? But the person with a dopamine deficiency won't get that good feeling. It will just be. It'll just be what it is. And so these people, if they begin to drink, their brain, the unconscious brain, has nothing to do whatsoever with the more advanced brain or the conscious brain, but what we call the old brain will change its chemistry because now the alcohol is providing dopamine and and the brain says, oh, my gosh, I never felt this good before. Mm-hmm. Or if a person was... Um, lacking in some other neurotransmitters, they may um, feel depressed um, as they're growing up, and then they have that they have that alcohol, or or maybe it's some of the other drugs, and boy, they feel they feel better than they've ever felt in their life. And once that once the brain starts getting the the substance. The brain actually makes changes, this is the unconscious brain, makes chemical changes such that it begins to require this drug in order to, to feel good and ultimately to survive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so addiction is totally a brain chemistry disease and it has nothing whatsoever to do with poor parenting or a poor environment. We all know people who came through terrible experiences and are not addicted and people who came from wonderful families who are. Um, those things, uh, poor parenting and a poor environment may cause a person to want to drink, to, to escape and to, and to not have to deal with all the stress. But, but if you don't have that RDS or that dopamine deficiency, you can drink all you want and you won't become addicted. So, so in fact, the cause, the underlying cause, is purely a chemical disease. Right. You know, it reminds me of, uh, again, the co-founders of Alcoholics Anonymous in, in the 1930s kind of knew that by observation. They didn't, they didn't have the underlying science. But I'm thinking about in the book Alcoholics Anonymous, actually in the beginning there in the chapter, The Doctor's Opinion, which they had Dr. William Silkworth write, who uh, was a physician who had been working with alcoholics for quite a while. And uh, he, he wrote, he said that, um, uh, or actually the preface, what the author of the Alcoholics Anonymous wrote about, what Silkworth said was that Dr. Silkworth confirms what we who have suffered alcoholic torture must believe, that the body of the alcoholic is quite as abnormal as his mind. In our belief, any picture of the alcoholic which leaves out this physical factor is incomplete. And that, isn't that interesting? Now, Bill Wilson himself <clears throat> struggled to stay sober and and. In, in the terms of what we think of today, he, he wasn't really having a, a great recovery, but he stayed sober, and he discovered that he was flushing the vitamin Bs from his body, which, of course, in those days was, was new science. But mm-hmm. we know now that alcohol flushes all the vitamin Bs from the body, and also that he was hypoglycemic, which means he was uh, his insulin levels were all out of whack. They were just producing too much insulin, and <clears throat> so he, 
he worked on himself to resolve those issues and spent the last part of his life actually attempting to teach alcoholics that, that this was a biochemical disease. Certainly there, there are emotional and mental reactions to that, but those are, not, those are results of the brain's um, insufficiency of, of the neurotransmitters. They aren't the cause. And when he died, his wife Lois actually wrote a letter to the physicians, and it was not the first. He had written several that were doing research, and she said that Bill Wilson was absolutely convinced that, that, that there was an underlying biochemical cause to alcoholism. But by that time, AA had moved on, and um, this piece of information was lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, fascinating to me that, that really they knew just from observing themselves and other people, they, they grasped, and, and they got a lot of that from Dr. Silkworth too, though. They grasped that there was this underlying physical component, even though they didn't have the sophisticated science that we have today that would explain it. Yeah. Right. And, and it, yeah, and it, and sometimes, as you said, that people say, still always say it's a disease, but sometimes people don't really understand that that does mean that there's a big physical component to it and it is a lot with the brain chemistry that as you said is is the underlying uh, etiology of it so uh what does that how do you then approach your uh your treatment of addiction given that this is does have this underlying physical component and i know you've already mentioned some things the nutritherapy and so forth but what difference does that make for you as a treatment provider well I like to I like to use the analogy of of a a person who is a um, driver education teacher who is sitting in a vehicle wanting to drive it somewhere. The they as the driver are very knowledgeable and experienced, but if there's no air in the tires or no gas in the tank, they're not going to go anywhere. And I liken that to the the beautiful spiritual soul that <clears throat> that comes into being in this physical world uh, and has to work through the physical body we that's that's the game that's the duality that that we live with and so you have this beautiful soul who's in a vehicle that isn't operating properly and so just as the vehicle is going to chug and bounce and and not work right so their life once they start to drink, is, <clears throat> is not going to work right. So the, the key to, to the difference between sobriety and, and true recovery and, and reaching the promises is to get the brain chemistry back to normal, and it's beautiful that this is something we can do by um, replacing the missing nutrients, rebalancing the chemistry in the brain. And we do this through um, teaching proper, healthy nutrition, but also with um, scientifically formulated uh, formulas of specific nutrients that uh, people take. Actually, they're taking these supplements every two hours. Okay, thank you. Excuse me, Siegel, we're going to have to take a break right now, but thank you. Uh, this is great information. And when we come back, we'll uh, hear the details of this and how this works um, for people and how it really supports recovery for them. We're going to start with the Serenity Minute when we come back, and then we'll get back with Suka and talk about holy body, holy well, our brain health, our physical health, and recovery, and how a holistic approach works and what's involved with it. So stay with us and email or call in with your comments or questions, and also to put your name in the drawing for the book. We'll be right back. You're listening to Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity FM family of listeners, to support this ministry through a tithe or love offering. Please visit us at www.unity.fm. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Thank you for your support.
Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. Do you feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karin Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity's online radio, bringing you the voice of an awakening world. To join the discussion, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. If you're just joining us, our topic is Holy Body, Holy Well. And my guest is Dr. Suka Chapel, the director of Arise Alcohol Recovery Treatment Center and Wings Mountain Aftercare Center. Um, and she's telling us some great information about holistic recovery and about the importance of our brain health and brain chemistry and how nutrition and energy work and all kinds of things fit into that. And before we hear a little more about that approach, or actually a lot more, join me as we take a moment to relax and center ourselves to open up our minds to that peace that is already there as we take the Serenity Minute. We're going to take a moment right now as we listen to the music to focus on a constructive thought, to let our minds relax and to be refreshed by the spirit within. Our idea for today is, I let in God's healing power. My mind and body are whole and well. I am at peace. I let in God's healing power. My mind and body are whole and well. I am at peace. Thank you for joining me in the Serenity Minute, and I uh, hope that that did give you a moment of peace and serenity and allow you to open up to that healing power that is who you are. And so now we're back with my guest, Dr. Suka Chapel, and we're talking about this whole person approach to addiction treatment. And our phone lines are open. Our email is open. This is a good time right now to give us a call or send us an email to give us your comments or questions. That number is 888-55-UNITY. 
And the uh, email is spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. You can also just email or call in and give us your name, even if you don't have a comment or question, and we'll put your name in the drawing for our book, which is Straight Talk, What Recovering Parents Should Tell Their Kids About Drugs and Alcohol by Claudia Black. So, Suka, when we left, you were telling us some more about this holistic approach, and you were beginning to talk with us about the nutrition and replacement of nutrients and so forth. So tell us more about your holistic approach and how you work with people in treatment. Okay, well, as far as that, just to kind of finish up on the nutritherapy business, it takes about 12 to 18 months for a um, addicted brain to return not only to its normal healthy state but actually improve and um, upon the fact that it, it doesn't normally produce enough dopamine and we do that by replacing with amino acids and omega fatty acids and um, vitamins and minerals and these are all formulas that have been developed over 30 years of working with addictions and um, <clears throat> in addition to that in my particular program I uh, and, and this is something that listeners who are struggling with recovery can do on their own, and that is to do uh, daily dry heat saunas, not the saunas with the stones in the water, but uh, infrared dry heat saunas, because when, when alcohol is being metabolized, some of the waste products, the toxins, go into the fatty tissues, and they remain there for life. And when a person is under extreme stress, and that can be happy stress or sad stress, um, or physical exertion, some of those toxins are released into the bloodstream, and that takes the person right back to where they were when they last drink. And this is one of the reasons why sometimes people will will suddenly start to drink again, and if you ask them why, they have no idea there was not... They didn't consciously decide to drink again, but they found themselves drinking. And this is a dumping of the toxins into the system. So what we want people to do is to do a dry heat sauna for 20 minutes every day for, um, for in the beginning, two to three weeks, and then after that for several weeks to do it for three, four times a week. And, and get swept those toxins out of the fatty tissues so they don't come, a, come out later and take a person by surprise. So that's something people can, can do on their own, but that's a piece of what our, our participants are asked to do. And then in addition, we do um, body work, we do massage, we do reflexology, um, we have uh, a number of stretching exercises, to, to get every part of the body loosened up. We encourage a person to um, do yoga or tai chi or qigong to get the energy flowing because we are energy. And um, all of these toxins and all of the memories and the emotions that, that have been connected to the, to the addiction get stored in the brain and cause repeated re- stress responses until we learn how to let them go. And so all this energy work is really important. And many, many uh, treatment programs are doing the energy work that's part of the holistic piece. There's only four of us in the country that are doing the nutritherapy piece. And, um, and uh, one has been doing the, the saunas for many, many years. So these are all new things. Um, to, to get that recovery rate, what we find is also is that um, in, the, in the nutritional changes, a person needs to give up the white sugars, the white rice, the white potatoes, the white bread, the, the soda pops, the, um, the French fries and the, the candy and the cookies. This is reinforcing hypoglycemia, which causes craving. And right. this is one of the reasons people go back alcohol. Great. Thank um, you. This is great. We've got a caller on the line. So this okay. is great information. All right. Caller, we're ready uh, to hear what your question is. Hello? Hi, my name's Shannon. Hi, Hi Shannon. Shannon. Thanks for calling. calling. from Olympia. Great. Thanks for Hi. calling, Shannon. Uh, 
My question is, um, so I think it's really wonderful that there is all of this research and understanding about alcoholism and drug addiction um, and that it is actually a physical disease or illness um, that's actually, you know, centered in the body. It's not just... It's not just what they used to believe, which is that, you know, people were lazy or they had a lack of willpower. I think that's wonderful that we are understanding that. My question is, I am a family member of an alcoholic, so I've been impacted, and, you know, through generations, my family's been impacted by alcoholism, and I tend to have some certain qualities that also feel sort of, like, repetitive. They're sort of impulsive or compulsive, like putting myself in a crisis or obsessing, overworking, feeling exhausted. And I know that there's other people like me who are not alcoholics but have these particular behaviors in common to a certain degree. And I'm wondering if there's any science or any study about that part of the disease of alcoholism for someone who's not an actual addict or alcoholic but somebody who's been affected. And is that actually something that is physical and that can be found physically in the body? Good question. The good news that absolutely um, this can be dealt with. I'm going to refer you to a book. The name is The Mood, M-O-O-D, Cure, The Mood Cure by Julia Ross. Uh, When you talk about repetitive thoughts, repetitive behaviors, that usually is due to the lack of one particular vitamin B called inositol. And when when that particular... um, vitamin B is added to the system, then the then all those obsessive or thinking, it's gone. It also helps to remove people who have panic attacks. Mm. So um, these, these responses that you're talking about are um, due to an imbalance of brain chemistry. And you can actually, if you, if you read her book, you can actually... <clears throat> test yourself and see what particular um, substances, what per- you test your behaviors and your reactions, and it lets you know what the possible causes are and actually gives you the, exactly the formulas and what to do. There's another book, the book that we follow in, in our program called Seven Weeks to Sobriety, and that's written by Dr. Joan Matthews Larson. That's Seven Weeks to Sobriety. Dr. Joan Matthews Larson, she has 30 years, um, both of these people have 30 years of research, and our program follows Dr. Larson's formulas. Her formulas are actually in the book. The uh, nutrients can be purchased directly from these, the, these people's programs. Um, so what you're, what you're talking about is not mental illness. It is... Um, Due to brain chemistry, uh, that's that's not normal, and and it's totally um, repairable without medications. Wow! Thank you very much. Thank Welcome. you, thank you, Shannon. Thanks for calling. Lots of blessings. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we also have an email in um, from Janet, and Janet says uh, that right before the break, Suka, you mentioned that there was uh, in treatment, people would have a supplement every two hours. And um, she's inquiring about longer-term sobriety. So what about people that have a year or, or more than a year? Um, what about for them? What can they do physically? Um, first of all, a person has to, just being sober doesn't mean recovery, as we know. Just being sober doesn't mean that we have achieved the promises. So one has to look at the quality of their life. The, um, if you think of what's known of as, as the dry drunk syndrome where somebody says, uh, you know, this person isn't drinking, but they haven't changed their behaviors and attitudes, their irritability, their mood swings, their insomnia, their anxiety, it's all there. The um, typical list of dry drunk behaviors is identical to hypoglycemia. If they would change their diet, <clears throat> then... To, to normalize their diet and get rid of the sugars. Also, the caffeine has to go. And, and also, we know that recovery is, um, is those that fail to recover under, under the kind of systems that we're using are the ones that did not quit smoking. Mm-hmm. But after uh, a person has changed their nutrients, style and their tr- nutrition for about five, six weeks, that's the time to 
give up smoking, and there's specific formulas that they can take to go with that. But your question is about the person who's been sober for a period of time. If they're still having insomnia, anxiety, depression, mood swings, anxiety, uh, their chemistry is not balanced. And so they can, um, if they would go to these books, these resources, they can um, normalize it through through um, through supplements. Um, and these supplements can be purchased over the counter, don't need a prescription. Um, if one is needs the formulas, they can order them directly from, from these two resources that I just talked about. Um, but it's really important, no matter how long a person's been recovering, that they give up those sugars, they give up caffeine, and they start eating protein, um, lots of protein and, and vegetables. It's not a... Um, it's not a diet. It isn't counting calories. It's not counting carbohydrates. It's just eating the right foods and not eating the poison foods. And then mm-hmm. um, supplementing, and these two resources will give you ideas on that, but it doesn't matter how long a person's been, been away from the substance, they still may be suffering, and this process still, still works for them. And the, the um, saunas, if they've never done the saunas, get ye to the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how often would you recommend a person with, that has a long-term sobriety to do a sauna? Um, well, it depends on their eating. If they're eating junk food, <laughs> they're going to need it. Um, it's not as, I would say, if a person started out and for a couple of weeks, go five days a week, go Monday to Friday for a couple of weeks. Just mm-hmm. 20 minutes a day. And then after that, cut down to, you know, two or three times a week. And from then on, um, maybe once a week. And, and just using common sense, how do you feel? Do you feel better? Um, I mean, it's going to be individual. But but it they really need to, those toxins are going to be in the fatty tissue for life until they get sweated out. Mm-hmm. So whether they're they're a newly recovered or or been recovering for a long period of time, um, doing a good sauna regimen would be wonderful. Right, and Great. all the other toxins that that are in the body from from the the chemicals that are in the foods that we eat, the way things are produced, the toxins in the air um, that that even though we may or may not be drinking, we're still in getting those into our system. Um, Saunas, once you get through that initial couple of weeks and, and do it less frequently, even to do one a week. Now, some people, let me say, if you have heart problems, um, blood pressure problems, you want to either, you want to do saunas that are at the lowest temperature. Mm-hmm. And, and wherever you go, you would discuss that with the people that, that provide it. But you don't want to go into, um, you, and none of these do you want to go into the, steam saunas because the temperature is way too high. Right, so it's a dry sauna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's great. Um, good information. So it's basically it's about not letting the toxins build up and because sometimes that can kick in the cravings. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so you don't, cravings, not, not good. Don't want cravings. Uh, so no. do whatever we can to get the body cleanse so that it's so that chemically i love your analogy of the car like you said the body's like the car and and uh you need the car in good working order yeah yeah so so with that and and certainly all of this i i would i would define it as all spiritual but uh i guess in a more traditional sense or uh, of spirituality how is how is spirituality a part of your approach to treatment you know there are people who love AA and there are people who want no part of it. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the end, all recovery is the same journey. Those people who do not do AA and recover well actually did AA. They did the steps, but they didn't recognize they were AA steps. In wow. other words, there's only one way to recovery, and that is to recognize that, number one, 
when alcohol is in the brain or influencing the brain, then that person is not present. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that person's life, then they are powerless over the alcohol and what it's doing in their system. They're not powerless people. Right. We're going to have to take a break right now. This is a fascinating uh, thread of thought. So when we come back, we're going to continue with this, and you're going to talk to us about powerlessness because that's certainly an interesting topic. So stay with us, friends. Stay with us, listeners. We're going to take a short break. Um, Thanks for our caller, for Shannon and for Janet for emailing in. And uh, when we get back, we'll announce the winner of our book, our giveaway book. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You can call us in uh, during the break at 888. 855-U-N-I-T-Y. We'll be right back. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity FM. Hi, this is Ellen Devonport. The Five Principles was my first book, and here's what I've learned as an author. It's nice to sell a lot of books, but it's truly gratifying to know the book is being read, used and studied in churches and small groups in the U.S. and beyond. And I get a real kick out of hearing that someone gave the five principles to friends who aren't in unity. Because the five principles are universal spiritual laws. They operate in everyone's life whether they know it or not. They've been discovered and rediscovered by spiritual masters for thousands of years. God is all there is. We are expressions of God. We create our experience with the power of our thoughts. We align ourselves with the well-being of the universe through prayer and meditation. And we live the truth we know, every day, in every decision. Just five principles, they cover it all. Buy the book at unity.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity's online radio, bringing you the voice of an awakening world. To join the discussion, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're with us today. If you're just joining us, our topic is Holy Body, Holy Well, and my guest is Dr. Sufka Chapel, who's the Directory of Arise, that's A-R-I-S-E, Alcohol Recovery Treatment Center, and Wings Mountain Aftercare Center, and these are in Western North Carolina in the greater Asheville area. If you want to learn more about uh, what she does, you can find her at AriseAlcoholRecovery.com. 
Um, again, you can call in or email us in with a comment or question for SUCA. And our number is 888-55-UNITY or Spirit of Recovery at unity.fm. But first, I'm going to announce the winner of our book, Straight Talk, What Parents Should Tell Their kids about drugs and alcohol and we put our callers and we had some emailers uh, that just wanted to get their name in the drawing and our winner today is Shannon who called in so thank you Shannon and we'll get that book out to you so congratulations all right let's get back to our guest Dr. Suka Chapel. and you were telling us right before the break about spirituality and about the 12 steps and uh, you had some interesting thoughts about that about how the you do the steps whether you think you're doing them or not. So tell us more about that. Well, if you think about it, um, there's no reason to give up drinking unless uh, you reach a point where you do realize that life is unmanageable. If, if life is manageable, why give it up? So, so ultimately, um, that's the turning point is that you, you, a person reaches the place where they say, enough, no more, um, and they're feeling powerless over their life. In fact, they're not powerless. They're making a choice to start working on recovery. But that choice does not affect, it doesn't change the brain. As long as alcohol is in the brain, then that brain is not able to even think clear, clearly. That's why it's so difficult to get an alcoholic to recognize that they need help because they aren't thinking straight. Mm-hmm. But once they come to realize that that they've lost control of their lives, then if they've lost control, how can you get better if there isn't somebody or something that will help you? It's and it's in that reaching out as as we know as we know from the Bible, ask and ye shall receive, but first you have to ask. And I always take the word ask and break it down. A is for ask, S is for seek, and K is for knock on the door. You have to ask, and then you have to go looking, and then you've got to take the action. So at that point, then you, you're asking, and then I, I, the way I like to look at it is that when you decide to turn your will over to, to something outside of yourself, that's... that's um, that's that seeking, and that's knocking on the door. Um, I need help, and, and somebody or something help me. So those people who, who don't believe in God because they say, look at my life, if there was a God, how could it be this bad? Mm-hmm. Um, still, they're reaching out to somebody or something or a concept or idea, and, and we're all one, so that one is going to be God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Under, under whatever name, and and those those steps, whether one does AA or one does not, eventually the turnaround is through that that process. Right, AA that pro- has codified it and put it numbers by it, and and written a book on it. But anybody who's in the process of be, of recovering versus being sober, it's it's one thing to quit drinking. And still be, and your brain is still a mess, and your life is not recovered. So we're talking about recovery here, not sobriety. Right, and, and by recovery, you're meaning a quality of life. A quality of life, uh, achieving the promises that that AA tells us that we can achieve. And um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> but yes. Um, Oh, what I wanted to say was it said that I've heard the word one in 5,000 can quit on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like a little high number to me, but whatever that number is, and that was given to me by a physician, um, who wants to take the odds? Right. So, yeah, not, um, not very good odds. No. So those first three steps have to happen... And once they happen, the rest will just happen automatically in, in a person's own way, whether they do the 12 steps or not. The 12 steps help to make it easier and help a person to see where they're going and, and get the support that they need to make that happen. And um, in addition to, to um, substance abuse counseling, to therapy, to family therapy, 
all these things that, that all the treatment programs are doing are wonderful. Now if we could get all the treatment programs to get to the underlying cause of the brain repair, we would have an 80% recovery rate all across the country. Mm-hmm, hmm And I know that you combine all of those elements in your approach. That I know you have a family aspect, you have uh, the 12 steps, you have the, the nutrition, the lifestyle changes, the energy work, the just the regular group type therapy. I believe you use all of those, right, to integrate them all? Right, because they're wonderful. But, but the thing is, talk does not, there's a saying, it's Eastern saying that's called talk does not cook the rice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, talk does not change brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, and Bill Wilson himself said that many alcoholics are too brain damaged to be able to work the 12 steps. That's a direct quote from him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we combine the brain chemi- chemical repair with all these other things, well, then, then you're on the road to, to lifelong recovery. Right. So, yeah, it's great. Anything that will uh, help people, anything that will really support that quality of life and keep people in uh, sobriety and really in uh, the real recovery is so, so great. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I know that uh, your spirituality is a really important part of your life, and it had a role in, in you getting involved with this work. So would you tell us a bit about that? I think you had a vision, you said, a long time ago, or a sense of purpose about this. Well, when I went to seminary, I, I became uh, uh, ordained as a minister, but I never wanted to be a pulpit minister, and I've always considered my life and my work and whatever I do, my ministry, in a way, just like every human being's daily activities are their life's ministry, and um, I've always been involved in some kind of service, a national ski patrolman, a first aid rescue person, and, and, then, and then through my nursing career. And many years ago, um, I offered a program similar to this to the general public um, just for optimal health and um, never even thought of doing this with um, alcoholics. And... Mm-hmm. Um, but, but way back then, I, had, I did have a vision that one day I would be doing something in the, and it was in the Blue Ridge Mountains, huh. <laughs> living in and Minnesota, you... but I got this image of the, these Blue Mountains that mm-hmm. um, I would be doing some, some healing work with people, but I, I didn't even really realize it. I just thought it was kind of one of those fleeting thoughts. But after mm-hmm. spending 14 years working in the drug addiction field and just getting more and more and more frustrated, um, I had to give up my job and just say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try and teach people what we're learning, and, um, and, and I have to do this. Um, I have to quit my job, and I, have to, I just have to do this. And it, so I, I really feel spiritually led to um, to do this and um, and so and so here I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to Spirit and thanks for uh, manifesting that. Uh, and I know you said you had some friends that supported you that said that they would uh, hold you in prayer and really support you manifesting this opportunity for people to get this kind of treatment. So, yeah. My board. I have a board of advisors of of unity people, and um, they would come together and we hold the vision and we hold this up to, to, to Christ's spirit and say, if it is your will, then, then let us be able to educate people and, and help people. And the beautiful thing is there's been no roadblocks. It's just been, it's just been um, everybody we talk to is open and is listening and it just takes time for people to to um, to catch on, but but spirit wants it to be known, and so that's what we're doing. and And it's very joyous, with mm-hmm. very very heart filling to to see the light turn on and a person say, "It's not me." You know, the words AA uses the words character defects. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people 
don't they don't like those words i don't personally like them so if we change them to those words to defense mechanisms we say oh well yeah i have a defense mechanism we all do so right we're so not we're mentally gonna ha- ill we're not um bad people we're we're not morally deficient we have a defective brain that causes certain behaviors to come up to defend ourselves and help us to survive and, right. and once we get get the brain changed, well, then we don't need those defense mechanisms anymore, and everybody has to let the spirit in. Okay. Tsuka, thank you. I'm sorry our time is up. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on our show, and thanks for uh, this excellent information that you've given us and for your generosity and uh, talking to us about how to take care of our bodies and our brains and get that quality of life. Uh, Lots of blessings to you. And again, thanks to all our listeners. Thanks for our callers and our emailers. And um, uh, let us uh, know what you're thinking this week. Uh, Next week, our topic is a revolutionary, evolutionary approach to the 12 steps. And my guest is Unity Minister and author Barry Bernard. So thank you all again for listening and for being part of Spirit of Recovery. And remember, you're a blessing. You're in my prayers. And I see the joy of living, expanding in, as, and through you. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org Paulette's mantra is, it's all prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Reverend Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that'll captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, where we'll be joining in the consciousness of the unceasing prayer activity of Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith, I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith, I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend, and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today, online at dailyword.com. 
I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.